The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Nexo Mortgage, one of the largest brokerages in the nation, abandoned the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts this week, claiming the association has allowed renegade cliques of brokers to terrorize larger broker shops. This is The Principal. I'm Katie Jensen, staff writer for National Mortgage Professional, and I spent over an hour on a Zoom call with Nexo CEO Mike Cordes. Today, you'll hear the first part of our conversation, and you'll want to tune in on Monday for the second half. I got an email yesterday that you have a big announcement to make. You're severing ties with a major trade company. I'm assuming you're talking about AIM. Well, I don't want to say it came out to us as a big announcement. It's actually a bit of a heartbreak to us, but um, but unfortunately, it's time. And um, I so I asked our team to be ready to reach out, and she did a great job. A little bit more preemptive than I wanted, but um, and I don't want the uh, the bullies to. Uh, to uh, get you know uh, a narrative that's not accurate out there, and that's unfortunately what I'm afraid is going to happen, and that's the only reason I'm even doing this. So, okay, so let's start from the beginning because I had a, a about a, a year ago, two years ago, you were all in. Um, I think for AIM, you posted a lot about them. Um, you're very much into UWM, and they're a big part of AIM, um, and but I'm seeing a lot of um, controversy going on over social media with Nexa, U-Mortgage, and Fairway. So I'm wondering if you could start from when you were good with AIM and kind of tell me the story of what's happened and what's led you to this. Um, so I believe AIM started out with great intentions. They started out with great intentions to do the right things, and we aligned with those, and they listened. And there was there was a, a community of fostering and and what have not. Um, somewhere along the line, it became a, a community of a small group of brokers in there that control it, that um, are terrorized people. If you don't think their way, they'll terrorize and bully you online to to no end. Um, they'll create posts and they'll damage and they'll do whatever they can to tear you down. Um, I have 1,900 loan officers at Nexo, and I vouch to defend each one of them if somebody attacks them. I don't send out a bunch of people to do it. I do it myself. And that's a bit unheard of with CEOs. I get it. And people always wonder, why is the CEO of Next Online bantering with me? And it's because I don't believe that I, I believe that I should lead by example. Um, and I can't blame anybody else for saying anything that I said, right? But, but it was a good, in my opinion, a great organization. I still think it could be a great organization. They, there are things that they won't do. And I've been chatting with them for a long time pleading with them to please listen, please let me get more involved. And it's gone on for a very long time, right? Where Nexa is constantly getting attacked inside their 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 internal communities. 
Um, and it's this constant, you know, death by a million cuts that constantly goes on that um, I've been fighting with now for for years with it, with this community. Um, and look, to the point where it's just it's just it's gotten too much. And then um, it all kind of blew up um, yesterday with, uh, you know, um, a couple particular members. Um, Katie did not care to discuss it whatsoever. She just said, you know what, then leave. And so here we are, you know, today. But um, as far as UWM, I'm still great partners with the UWM. I, I absolutely love what UWM is doing for uh, for the industry. Um, I love their 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 pricing policies. It's allowing um, the workers who do business with them to win. It gets us a lot of attention out into the entire mortgage community to help us attract other loan officers. Um, and that's the kind of support that I believe we need. Unfortunately, AIM, AIM will not support the big brokers. It will not do it as much as I beg them to. And by the way, I'm not the only big broker out there, right? Um, uh, out of the top six big brokers, the biggest brokers out there by LO count, if you will, um, another two of them reached out to me yesterday with the same exact problems, right? And they've been reaching out to me. They do not support the bigs. They will only stay only at this stage of the game, support the littles, right? So if you become a big broker, you're going to get attacked inside that community, right? The bullying is, is become intense inside that community. So, um, and then of course, you know, I'm, they're going to blame the big bad wolf for coming back and, and, and coming back at them because I will defend all 1900 of my loan officers personally. I'm not going to send somebody else to do it. So, um, but there, you mentioned fairway, by the way, there's no argument with Nexa and fairway. Just wanted to point that out. That's, oh, okay. a, that's a, that's a you mortgage thing and a fairway thing. Um, that's got nothing to do with me. Um, and you mortgage blocked me. Um, so they don't, I don't see any of their stuff at this stage anyway. Um, he chose to block me and set it to dialogue with it and he won't, he won't return my calls or anything. So, um, there's no communication there anymore. Um, but there was a, there was a discrepancy between you mortgage and next mortgage. And, and there still is, if you will. And that's because I was extremely frustrated with the policy set in place by the leadership of AIM that was not being adhered to by the very leader that put those policies in place. And can I you, called him out for it. Can you be more specific? What policy? Not recruiting other brokers. Brokers recruiting okay. brokers. Right? It was a very big thing. I said, why are we doing Look, Nexa has the opportunity to be the... We have the biggest recruiting platform that there is in the broker community by far. Right? We could have benefited from it more than anybody. But I was reaching out to AIM saying, we need a code of ethics, an ethics committee to stop certain things from happening because we're just going to let the bigs. And I want a community. I want a very strong community. I need a community, right? I don't need a splintered community like we had before the financial crisis. I want a strong community, but it can't be a community of bullies and people who are just going to yell and scream and, and, and demean people. And I'm a little bit guilty, right? of lashing back and doing some of the same things that I'm talking against, by the way, I want to, you know, thumbs, thumbs deserve to be thrown, right? When somebody throws something at me, I, I will, I too tend to throw back. Right. So, um, and you know, there needs to be some, some accountability to me as well. I acknowledge that, but, um, I believe in the loan officer. I believe in the, in the wholesale community. 
Um, I believe in what AIM's original idea was, but they absolutely refused to put an ethics committee into place. And it's caused that um, its own members turn on each other in a public format and just terrorize each other in ways that, and then they outcast. I can't tell you how many, um, how many messages of support that I'm receiving from broker owners who have been outcast because they didn't agree with certain parts of the narrative. And so they're not allowed to be to play in the sandbox. Uh, and how many times that happened. And, and I realized that when I had my massive support for AIM, right, so three years ago, um, I was I was part of I was part of that. Right. And I would bring those people, would 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 lead people into that culture. But now it's it became a culture of of just attack anybody who doesn't think exactly like you. And so if you don't want to be stay small, if you want to grow and you want to grow your business, you can't. Unfortunately, it's not the place to be. You can't because they're going to attack you over it. Um, and the big brokers have to stay mum in there because they know what will happen. So specifically, I mean, I saw a post. Uh, I think it was claiming that um, you Morgan was trying to poach from you. Um, and I think they between David Coach and um, Nexa Mortgage, does that have to do with this recruiting issue? So it had to do with it to some degree. Um, Anthony called me sometime when I started calling him out about that activity. And he assured me, he goes, listen, I'll never, ever, ever, ever hire an next loan officer. I promise you. I said, okay, fine. Um, I says, and I don't care that you hire them because loan officers have the right to do business where they want. But don't, there's a difference between hiring somebody and there's a difference between recruiting somebody. There's a difference in that, right? If somebody reaches out, by all means, you need to talk to them, right? They're not happy where they're at. And they desert loan officers are the foundation of this industry and they deserve to be happy wherever they're at. Um, unfortunately, they went down a different road, right? Um, David Koch was, was uh, led to believe that he would actually be able to sue Nexon Mortgage, get this windfall of money. And we warned them through attorney. I says, don't do this because you're going to go down a road you can't get back from. That court case was thrown out of court. The judge literally laughed at the other opposing counsel and and now the poor loan officer is stuck with attorney fees for no reason whatsoever. And it, to me, it feels like it became a proxy war, right, through somebody else. And that's and now the and I told the loan officer actually has some other legal liabilities to us. I said, if you do this, I'm going to ask for all my rights to be done. I said, if you do this, or you just stop, we all go amongst our ways, and you can be a happy loan officer somewhere else, and the money that you owe me will never come back around. Mm -hmm. Do that. Right. He was led to believe that he would be able to do these things. And and exactly what I what I what our counsel told her counsel would happen and exactly what I knew would happen, happened. And so that's going to that's going to press forward now, unfortunately. And so in that, by the way, there's another issue with the AIM Association. Now you have the bullies inside AIM making claims that, oh, Nexa will sue everybody and everybody's in fear of litigation of Nexa, which is not true. Nexa has never once sued anybody ever, right? We will counter sue, but we have never initiated a litigation against a single entity or person. I will defend anything all the way to the end at any cost. Don't get me wrong. I don't settle, 
but we have never sued anybody. So there's these bullies that are inside the bad communities saying things like everybody at Nexus fear of litigation. And it's not true. They're, they, they do these spins and these terror tactics um, to try and tear anything down that doesn't think their way. Or if we grew, we grew huge, we grew big, right? When I first was a member of AIM, I wasn't like this. I had a couple dozen officers, mm-hmm. right? But we grew and we grew big and we knew how to grow big. And we, we, had, asked, we had desires to get, to get larger than we were, to meet all of our, our goals in life, if you will. Um, and when we did that, the rest of the community also wanted to do that, but was able to. So instead of supporting it, they, they tore it down. Um, well, Mark Summers did a post inside their, their groups um, saying, hey, we've become a negative organization. And yes, they have, but it's a little, it's a little late. It's a dollar short and a dollar late. I could show you message after message dating back to almost a year ago of me nearly begging them to start this ethics committee, begging them to, that your organ, the, the entire organization will get, the um, association will get destroyed within if you let these people sit there and talk such negatively about each other or let them sit there and recruit from each other the way they have. Anthony Cassi has 93% of his organization came from brokers. And they mm-hmm. want to say that Next is the biggest broker recruiting out firm out there. Next, I had 23% of our loan officers came from other brokers, 23% compared to Anthony's 93%. Mm-hmm. Right? So those are statistics that are true. Those mm-hmm. aren't, that's not, that's not an opinion. That's, that's, a, that's a fact. So. And do you think Ames uh, clearly taking sides with you mortgage? I don't know what. Popping up others and tearing down certain well, people. I, I think AIM, I think the leadership of AIM has its agenda. Right. And I don't think the agenda of the big brokers is on the list. Mm-hmm. Is the reality. I think AIM could be, will get back, I think, right? Hopefully they get back to being a great organization. But they have to learn to support all brokers. And they say, they say this. They say that we're here to support the entire channel, all brokers, all owners, all loan officers. But that is simply not true. They outcast anybody who doesn't think their way. I can send you message after message that I get, these DMs that I get when I have these online wars with, with a couple of them, mm-hmm. of people saying I was thrown out. I would, this is what happened to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, it just, it happens, and they're afraid of them. They're legit, look, Anthony Costa, they're afraid of him. He has a big name, and he's known to be loud, like I am, right? But they're afraid of him, and they're afraid of, of what comes with, with, with the online attacks, Mm-hmm. So and look, rightfully so, when you have a list of consumers that are sitting on your Facebook feed, I don't have that anymore. Right. I'm I don't deal with that anymore. I actually deal with the industry now. Um, and so I'm willing to to fight back for that. Um, and that's and then unfortunately it came to a head um, yesterday and, and Katie shrugged me and said to go away. So um, and that, of course, unleashed. Um, unleash the, uh, the the bullies in the bad organization. So, Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, AIM has a... a, a 
very unique relationship with Anthony Casa and things like that. So I wouldn't put it past me to think that they're intentionally trying to prop him up. But from what you're saying, it seems like they have more of a hands-off approach and they don't want to be involved. I'm going to tell you, they're, because of all of this, I get reached out by a lot of people, right? Um, and there are some things that have been said to me recently. Okay, we run we run a a foundation a uh, a nonprofit foundation for giving back, right? Um, called Brokers Care, mm-hmm. and we were asking the association, um, AIM, we were asking them for their bylaws because we were recreating and we wanted to get bylaws a little bit more in tune, right? Um, and um, there were members of the broker community in that, but so we asked Katie and Mark. Says, hey guys, where can we get a copy of the bylaws so that we can, right? Because we looked for them online and couldn't find them anywhere. Um, and Katie gave, uh, oh, well, maybe you can find them online. I'm like, well, you can't find them online. You can't find them online anywhere. Um, and they and they would not give us the bylaws, which at first I was like, why will you not give me the bylaws? I have, ne- I personally, and perhaps it's out there, but my personal experience has been that I've never been involved with. Um, a nonprofit organization that is not willing to share with you its bylaws, its basic bylaws. And so they absolutely refuse to do it. So then what happened is last week, I all of a sudden received undocumented information about certain things with Anthony Casa and AIM. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail that because I believe it could be complete hearsay. But then I, then I really said, I says, wait a minute, I need to see the bylaws now. Now this is about me renewing membership is what this is now about. They absolutely refuse the pro- and then I so what happened is on that same same thread um, yesterday, I said, you guys, I'm 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 hearing your your voice or lack thereof very loudly, is what I told Katie and Mark. Katie responded back to me with, you know, it's clear your position on, on AIM and perhaps, you know, and no further dialogue from you is necessary. I mean, that's it. You're just going to brush off the largest broker in the country, right? In all categories, mm-hmm. by far, um, and just and just not care. And I I believe it's because they because then I talked to other people who said, well, apparently you're asking for the bylaws and trying to dig about Anthony Casa. I said, what are you talking? Where did you hear this? I said that was a context conversation with Katie and Mark Summers only. I said, and I never mentioned Anthony's name in that ever mentioned Anthony's name in those text messages to them. I never told them why I wanted to see them at the end of the day, right? The, the secondary reason I wanted to see them. I never mentioned his name. Um, but clearly, these other people already knew about it, other brokers, right? Um, and I'm like, so if you guys know that I'm looking for information about him, but then refuse to provide them, now I really wonder what's in them. Why can't the rest of the community see them? Who makes the decision of who leads AIM, who made the decision of who put Katie Sweeney in place? Who I made mean, the decision? Right. Because nobody voted on it. Right. There was never, uh, it was never put up for discussion with the, with the members of AIM. And so who makes that decision? And that's the part that I said, let me see the bylaws. Let me see if this is an association I want to be associated with at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, of course, you know, they were refused and, and uh, you know, Katie's response to me became became what I I'm going to say I expected because I've been begging them to. I literally 
when AIM first did their very first event in Irvine, California, I chased them around the country, right? Like a little stalker saying, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. When I was a small broker, very small, right? It's just start, I started out the same time they did, mm-hmm. right? And I chased them around the country and I always begged them to, to say, and Anthony and uh, Mark specifically um, pulled me aside and says, Mike, you know, don't worry about the local association, blah, blah, blah. We're going to create this new software that's just going to, that AIM's going to have and it's going to control the entire thing. Of course, hindsight 2020, that software became Arrive and AIM didn't own it. Anthony Casso owned it. And it was, it was something that it was owned by him in the control, right? And so he has all that data in, in his hands, potentially. So, um, and they won't discuss it, but it's very well known. Um, that that Anthony still has has that stake in that, and I I I so that was some of my first cracks that I found. I'm like, how do we have an association that was designed at that stage to benefit um, the per- the people running it and and in a, in a financial position and, and, and what and what kind of aim? Re- so I have questions that I don't have answers to that they won't answer the questions to. What aim resources were used? To develop arrive right for somebody else's benefit no things of that nature but they won't answer the questions i we need an association with transparency mm-hmm. that's going to be open and transparent with all of its members so i don't know aim and costs um and costs role in it um i i still tend to believe or want to believe that he doesn't have a role in it because a lot of things lead me to believe that. So, um, but a lot of, but then, but why don't we get to see the bylaws now? Right. So somewhere the truth lies in the middle. And, and I don't know it. I don't think that anybody really knows it except for those who could, A, potentially the people who have access to the bylaws, who can see them, right? The people who know how the association was originally set up. Right, the people with those intimate details early on. Um, I don't know that information, and I don't want to speculate that I do know that information. But I do know that you cannot get the answers to that information, mm-hmm. and that's not to me an association for everybody. You have to be transparent to everybody. So, I think that's interesting that no one has thought about that before. Who appointed Katie Sweeney? Um, Because, I mean, my assumption is, you know, from what you've been telling me and from what I know, that Anthony Casa is still running the organization um, or it's Mafia. So, you know, those are my my two guesses. And it it just seems to make the most sense. I I believe you probably have the same inkling. I have the same inkling. Um, Look, I I really hope it's not management. Um, I still want to see the bylaws, mm-hmm. uh, but I also have reasons to believe that it might not be Anthony Castle because Anthony and I specifically were texting in February, right? Um, and by the way, I'm going to put this text online later today, I think. Okay. And it literally shows Anthony saying, let's create something to compete with AIM together. Okay. So that makes me go, well, wait a minute. Maybe he's not running the organization. Right. And so, um, but look, Anthony's very good at what he does. And and I just never been able to quite wrap my head around him. So um, so so part of me is like, well, I don't I don't know, right? At this stage. And so that the information that I received 
last week from an extremely reputable source um, or late last week right, from an extremely reputable source kind of con- conflicts with a few other things that I that I know to be fact, too. So um, so it's hard for me and I'm trying to navigate this. But at, at this stage of the game, after Katie's response yesterday, um, the leadership of AIM is not a place. I believe that Katie, given the circumstances of Anthony's exit from AIM, I did believe that Katie was the best person for the job, right? Mm-hmm. And I did support that. And I, and I, and I, right. I'm just, I don't believe the leadership in AIM has the foresight to see what's coming down the pike with an organization or, or a wholesale channel that they're, they want to represent to stop the problems that are going to come down the pike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was begging him a year ago for this ethics committee. This would have solved the problems of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? But they can't see down the road enough. Um, and I'll argue largely because they can't get big enough because the people who run it can't get big enough to see down the road, to see the problems they're going to see. And you have to be able to see four street lights down or know what's happening down the road in order to be able to navigate that coming up when you have something as big as, as, as what, what's possible. So, mm-hmm. And I just don't believe that um, they're capable of running. And so um, I, I would never, I, I would love to get back involved with them. I don't think that's going to happen now. Obviously I think the, the nuclear button's now been hit. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think for aim to ever get back on track, they have to have an ethics committee and they have to vote on their leaders. You have to let the members that are paying members. I paid like $3,600 to be a member of this association um, um, individually. And I'm being outcast and, and got, you know, if I show up to aim fuse, I might get lynched or I might get beaten. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it's just. I mean, you more don't understand it. Yeah. I don't I, understand the philosophy behind this community. Right. Because the whole philosophy supposedly behind AIM is to create a sense of unity between these brokers. So obviously, but poaching naturally happens in the industry a lot. So I imagine what you want is I'll go to AIM consort this so we can all get along civilly um, instead of throwing lawsuits at each other. Is that ideally what you would like? I'm not afraid of a lawsuit. AIM's got a lawsuit against me. Mm-hmm. If they want to throw a lawsuit at me and get in a fight with... Uh, um, anything that I have said, I've only, I'm only saying the things that I know to be true or I know the things that I feel to be true. Um, I'm not afraid of a lawsuit. I'm in, right. I, I will defend any lawsuit to the very bitter end. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no settling in any lawsuit. So that is not my, not, not my concern at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid of any lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, I mean, realistically, how silly would that be of a trade association to file a lawsuit? against somebody who disassociated themselves with them over concerns of the organization, the lack of support and the bullying involved. Mm-hmm. Right? How, how silly of them would they be to serve that? I think that would, that would ultimately serve them very negatively into the future. Don't forget to tune in on Monday to hear the rest of our conversation. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here are the rest of the headlines for today, September 9th. 
Legacy Home Loans, the largest Black-led mortgage banking firm in the nation, announced that it has developed a special-purpose credit program for Black people who want to become homeowners. The loan program will be piloted in six cities. Adams says that foreclosure starts have reached pre-pandemic levels nationwide, And finally, Black Knight says the latest rates have resulted in the least affordable week for housing in 35 years. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening. <laughs>